Hello, this is Shani Tarrigan on behalf of Mizrahi's Daily Dose on the Daft. Today's staff, Beta Dafyud 10, continues the third dispute between Bechame and Beitilel from the first Mishnah concerning one who slaughters a wild animal or fowl on Yom Tov. In our parak, we find 13 disputes between Bechamai and Beitilel. Interestingly, Masechad Ediod also opens with a series of 13 machlokot between Bechamai and Beitilel. Similarly, there are 13 disputes between Bechamai and Beitilel recorded in the 16 chapters of Masechad Yabamot. Rav Dov Berkovitz suggests that perhaps 13, which is the gematria of Echad and Ahava, reminds us of what Chazal teaches us at the end of the first parak of Yavamot, namely, even though Beitilel and Beitshamai disputed on numerous laws of marriage, they did not stop their children from marrying one another. Vahemet vashalom ehavu. They loved and pursued truth and peace. In all the aforementioned series of disputes, the first three disputes in the series serve as a basis for the subsequent ten. And Mesecha Beitza, the first three machlokot, help us understand the foundations of Hilchot Yom Tov and the essence of qualifying the sanctification of the day. Regarding the first dispute, concerning an egg that was laid on Yom Tov and the third dispute concerning the slaughtering of animals or birds on Yom Tov, Beit Shammai emphasized the objective reality in the presence on Yom Tov itself and not man's mindset in preparing for the Chag. So if there's earth, as long as the activity is permissible on Yom Tov, it may be used to cover the blood. Beit Hillel, on the other hand, understand the special essence and character of the day of Yom Tov based on man's consciousness and mindset. Even though Beitin technically determines the day of Mikra Kodesh, man determines the nature of his surroundings, his family and community through his cognizance. So if an egg was laid, of Yom Tov, uh, was laid on Yom Tov or earth was not prepared before because was not in man's awareness as he prepared for the Chag, then it's as if it doesn't exist. No lad, according to Beit Hillel, is an expression of a new reality created on Yom Tov in man's mind. It's not just a literal egg that was laid, but rather, from a halachic standpoint, a relationship between the reality of man's cognizance thereof, man's mindset creates the availability of objects to use for Simchat Yom Tov. So that even, even ashes of a stove from wood that was burned before Yom Tov may be elevated for the use of Kisoi Hadam and eating meat or fowl on Yom Tov. Interestingly, and in only the first three disputes, Beit Shammai seems to be more lenient than Beit Hillel, whereas in the subsequent ten, their positions are seemingly reversed. Beit Shammai espousing a more stringent opinion. Rav Yochanan on yesterday's and today's staff suggests that the opinions of Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel have been erroneously inverted in these 10 cases. The Gemara, however, demonstrates that the this emendation proposed by Rav Yochanan is unnecessary because each one may be resolved independently. This may also be understood based on the two outlooks presented. Beit Shammai, placing the emphasis on the objective reality as creating what is permissible and prohibited in preparing a Yom Tov meal, actually creates many practical limitations on man. Beit Hillel, emphasizing man's consciousness as shaping and creating his Yom Tov surroundings, provides greater flexibility for man to enhance his Simchat HaChag. The order of the subsequent ten disputes of Beit Hillel's leniencies emphasize the root of his position as they are arranged in order of preparing a Yom Tov meal on the founding principle of Simcha Shel Mitzvah when it entails the happiness of mitzvah performance. So, for example, on today's staff, we learned the continuation of the Mishnayot teaching us how doves may be taken from a dovecote on Yom Tov. Tomorrow's staff, where we'll learn how the butchers prepare meat, how meat preparation may be enhanced in the kitchen, and now all of them intensifying one's happiness on Yom Tov, ultimately through the Mishnah of sending food packages to friends. Two disputes, though, that appear right in the middle of this nicely arranged order of food preparation and consumption appear as non sequiturs. 
First, taking out a child, a lulav, or a Torah scroll from a private domain to a public domain on Yom Tov. And the second Mishnah, delivering challah, or meat gifts, to a Kohen on Yom Tov. Both of these disputes deal with objects not included in food preparation. Their placement right in the middle of the series of Machlokot points to the basis of man's power of Da'at, of his mindfulness in creating his surroundings according to Beitilil. What truly lies at the heart of man's thoughts as he prepares the Simchat HaChag, his meal of meat and wine, what is it? According to these middle Mishnayot coming up on Daf Bet, man's thoughts and consciousness are really focused on his children, his lulav, his Sefer Torah, and the Kohanim who represent the presence of the Shechin on the Mikdash. When one's meal and accompanying happiness stems from such values, then a mindset is created that may transform the ashes of a stove to an accessory of vitality and happiness of the holiday. Wishing you all a Shabbat Shuvah of uplifted values and perspective and mindset to set the tone for a year of Simcha. Shana Tova Umetukah.